0: Welcome to special spooky edition of Castlingus, coming at you straight out of Chi-Town for ghost stories. With me as always, and for the first time in person,
1: Yay. is Lizzie. Yay.
0: What's up, buddy? I can see you with my face <laughs> right
2: know. now. I know. It's a, yeah, it's
1: Pretty a unpleasant. new experience. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both very uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> Luckily, yeah. It'd be weirder if one of us was super comfortable
0: i'm just gonna take my shirt off <laughs> <laughs> i'm already i'm naked, really comfortable so, right yeah
2: it's fine yeah. that's how we do it in the windy city
0: god can't may i just say we sound great
2: yeah the levels the levels are really good <laughs> and way to go with that new intro yeah. spooky, door. spooky, spooky. Mm. and some
0: heavy breathing
2: that was just me you um, didn't, you didn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can bury that
0: in yeah. the mix later
2: now that i have a <sighs> microphone <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen uh,
0: we are gathered here today to talk about ghosts uh, and stuff specifically related to Chicago, some of it not specifically related to Chicago.
2: Mm-hmm. Got some history for you, some hmm. spooky legends, Oh, wow. Chicago lore.
0: Let's not, let's, I think that word's trademarked now. Legend? No, no, lore.
2: Lore, uh, Big shout lore. out
0: to Lore the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not trying to step on any toes, but we were here first, motherfucker. <laughs> we are coming oh yeah 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 so uh so I don't know. how should we do this <clears throat> we should have talked about this off mic
2: <laughs> no it's better on mic the they listeners love it they love insider scoop yeah well speaking of insider scoop i do think it's interesting that daniel set this whole thing up in my living room yeah talk about a whiz tech whiz whiz tech like, a P like a pea like guy yeah, P guy. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but since we're in Chicago, we thought it would be fun to have a ghost-only story or ghost-only podcast. Yeah. Ghost-only story. Yeah. Because
0: we're children, we instead uh, <laughs> of doing it at night or anything scary like that, and we yeah. woke up really early in the morning. Yeah. This is bright and <laughs> shine, Do full, baby. Day, like yeah. no one else is awake yeah. yet in the entire city. Yeah.
2: But my whole apartment complex can probably hear us. Nice. Good morning, Good everyone. Good morning.
0: At least they didn't hear the ghostly door creak. No. Oh.
2: Yeah, you know what I'm realizing? They probably didn't hear anything because we have headphones (laughs) That's right.
0: Yes, that's right.
2: Yeah, because he cooked that up too. They didn't get woken
0: up to the blaring Baker Street (laughs) sax solo.
2: You know what? Have we talked about that yet?
0: No, I think we talked about it once and then cut it out. Behind the
2: scenes scoop. (laughs) Because it was boring. I think I went on a
0: long time about it. Should we try to get into it in a more (laughs) succinct way?
2: Sure, like the summary is. Yeah, it's uh, a
0: Jerry Rafferty's Scottish. So there you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's the best sax solo of any song ever. It's the only one that I'm aware of. I don't think the saxophone's ever been played. Careless on Whisper. Before. Mm. People always talk about uh, that, but um, sorry.
0: The E Street Band,
2: Clarence Clemens.
0: Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> it.
2: Wow. Eh. Yeah. Uh, no, I heard it at a bar the other night. I meant to tell you it was really cool. Careless uh, Whisper. No. Oh, Baker Street. Baker Street. That's cool. The rest of the song kind of sucks, but the solo is agreed. Fucking sweet.
0: Have you ever heard the uh, Foo Fighters version of that?
2: Mm, it's no. actually
0: it's actually pretty good. It was okay. like before they went off the rails and <laughs>
2: <laughs> became forty. The, yeah. We really. <laughs> it's oh. not bad. Yeah, if you're not going to do it on sax. Anyway. Cool. All right. It's unnecessary. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I just like that I can play clips live. Yeah,
2: I know. We're right here, man. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> so, uh. Mm-hmm. I kind of prefer sax, but it's cool that they did that.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: I hope they paid the sax solo guy because he didn't really get paid for it. Remember that? It no. wasn't Jared e. Rafferty, it was some other guy who wrote it. I think there was some who wrote the up. solo yeah or like perform maybe he performed
0: it probably just all improv in the studio yeah for sure he didn't have to write it no because it came to to him organically yeah
2: well how else could something like that be made right pretty sweet yeah but i guess he he got like short changed or something because they didn't know it would be successful you're so sincere right now i can
0: well i'm pissed you're crying
2: (laughs) i'm really mad you guys (laughs) Uh, uh. Yeah, so this is going to be about a six-hour podcast. Yep. Yeah. We are taking fucking advantage of being right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, uh, I have a couple of stories that aren't Chicago-related.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking... Just
0: go back and forth?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Do you... Yeah, because I have a couple more than you, I think. They're not super <laughs> long, though. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, not too. <laughs> All
1: right. Well,
0: like then I'll make go it a first competition.
1: First, you know, dick. Listen,
0: listen. Here it comes, guys. Here it comes. Oh, actually, I don't know if I can use any of these people's names, but thanks to everyone for sending them in. You know who you are.
1: Yeah, uh, legit. This Very story
0: nice. comes from a little person. We'll call. Uh... <laughs> I'm really bad at coming up with names off the top. Fuck it, no name. <laughs> geez now it's just continuing to play spooky music never mind that so here we go edit some of that out that was a train wreck <laughs> uh okay when i was a kid every new year's eve was spent at a family friend's home she and her teenage daughter lived in a large house out in the middle of nowhere surrounded by empty fields and abandoned farmhouses at the gathering every year all the, the gathering that's like a who, uh, whoa it's an outlander reference
2: yeah, to the worst episode. Nice. I
0: didn't even pick that up when I, like, proofread this. Layers. But person A, you know who you are. Great job tying it all together.
2: Mm-hmm. Great job.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry for ruining the flow of your story.
2: <laughs> this is what we do, though. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
0: you know what you were in for. Right. At the gathering every year, all the kids would hang out in the game room in the basement, which was undoubtedly the creepiest part of the house. It was a big, cold space with bare concrete walls... Save one wall that was covered entirely in mirrors. That's a sex room. For sure. <laughs> but this was where our host daughter kept all our cool board games. Not a thing. So it was here that us kids spent our time.
2: Board <laughs> games aren't cool? Yeah,
0: not such a... Not such, no, I'm just kidding.
2: I love board games. The only board game that's not cool is Jenga, but we can get into it. Oh, I that. love Jenga. Jenga, fucking sucks.
0: Uh, My wife hates apples to apples.
2: Really? And I actually feel
0: like I have a pretty good time playing that game. I just realized for years that she's been stifling me
2: huh because i think she'd be good at
1: that
0: but she's very competitive and like the way that you win isn't really based on anything yeah you know like it's just like subjective like that's why i like it yeah i'm not competitive (laughs) exactly that's why i hate jenga Ah. burn it i
2: hate it so much Hmm. Interesting. people get really like pissed off when they play it and they get like monopoly (laughs)
0: monopoly is the worst one for competitiveness
2: we never played it with hotels when i was a kid it's interesting
0: because she doesn't like Monopoly either because it's, like, mm. too competitive, I mm. think, and people just get really, like, like people turn into monsters by the yeah. end of that game. Yeah. But anyway. speaking of monsters, <laughs> Ooh, good segue. just kidding, there aren't any monsters mm. in this um, Among her coveted games was a Ouija board that the majority of the group was usually too afraid to play. We instead started off this particular New Year's Eve with some bad karaoke. There was a machine that hooked up to a TV hanging overhead. As the older, more daring kids grew weary of us butchering achy-breaky heart for the 15th time, they decided it was time to bust out the Ouija board. To complete the atmosphere, we turned off the karaoke machine, unplugged the TV, and shut off the lights, letting only a sliver of light inside from the cracked basement door. Most of us younger kids opted not to play, but decided to watch from the sidelines. I sat on an old exercise ball against the mirrored wall behind me, watching the shadowy figures on the floor huddled around the Ouija board. (laughs) At first, the game was loud and raucous. Cries of, you're moving it, and it's not me, abounded. Nervous laughter began to take over as the players speculated about who was really moving the pointer, and realized, one by one, that it wasn't any of them. Then, for about a minute, the game grew completely quiet. In the dark of the basement, it hardly looked like the players were moving at all, but you could still hear the soft scratching of the pointer against the board. We sat completely still, transfixed. Suddenly the TV hanging above us flickered on, the TV that had previously been unplugged. The silence broke with a collective shriek from all the kids in the basement. We rushed up the stairs to join the living. Our parents either scoffed at our story or gently scolded us for playing a grown-up game. We spent the rest of the night laughing about what had happened, what a funny and weird coincidence it was, but I've never been able to shake the feeling that something else was with us in the basement that night. Probably the ghost of all the sex that the parents had. <laughs> I mean, I sorry. mean, there was a yoga ball in yeah. there too Ooh, in the mirrored
2: room. <laughs> gross! I can't believe
0: they I let you down. Did not pick in up there. on any of that when I read this the first Nasty. time. But that is a sex room.
2: <laughs> That's kind of weird. They let you guys down in there. I hope they wiped down, down the balls. I... Well, for whoever wrote this story, thanks for submitting it. Sorry about your uh Sorry exposure. to tell you that that happened to you. <laughs> yeah. A scarier story yeah, no. <laughs> is that those parents had sex downstairs, and you sat on their Probably sex Probably like ball. a weird
0: key party. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Those those actually existed? Yeah. My parents were it's way too square to ever do that. Plus, they they were too young. Sure, <laughs> sure. Era, you know? yeah. Gross. Yeah. Well... A plus story though, yeah. super spooky, really good. Yeah. Sorry I
0: ruined it, as always.
2: I mean, like you said, they knew what we were—they were in for. Yeah. But <clears throat> submittals appreciated, and thank you, thank you. You are damn right they are. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, I'll start off with some Chicago lore, then, if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like staring at him. Did like, I have a I choice? I need your affirmation for every move I do.
0: I'm just queuing up some spooky music for you.
2: This is yeah. This is scary. I'm like, really I'm actually scared. <laughs> I'll just add it in and post. No, you can leave it on. It's, I, I'm not distracted. It's fine. That's, I'm totally good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you're crying again. <laughs> um,
2: I cry every week. You just don't actually get to see that. So, Chicago people will tell you <clears throat> is an extremely haunted city. <laughs> Which I haven't experienced personally, but as you know, my heart and soul are closed off to such things, so I have to steal other people's stories. I'm dead inside. I'm dead inside. I'm actually dead. <gasps> Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there are some really good spooky lore stories. Um, and so the first one that I think is probably the most told and actually has the most recorded similar experiences is a very popular ghost story called Resurrection Mary. Mm. So the Resurrection Cemetery is south of town. It's technically in Justice, Illinois, which I didn't do enough research to determine whether or not that was a different city, but I think it is. But it's on the south side, and it's near Midway Airport. So it's a little bit like southwest of the city. Anyway, um, a lot of people have, since I think the first recorded story was in the 1930s, Mm -hmm. have reported when they drive close to Resurrection Cemetery, they see a young woman or a young girl crying on the side of the road. They stop, ask her if she needs a ride. She agrees. She gets in the car. And then when they get closer to the cemetery... She disappears. Oh, love that. Disappears. Love that, yeah. <laughs> so she either disappears from the inside of the car or she'll get out of the car and then disappear as she's walking into the cemetery. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. And apparently there are a lot of recorded instances of this. Um, so there have been some uh, speculations as to who this person could have been. There's a person in Chicago who her name is Ursula Bielski. And she's, she's like a famous Chicago paranormal enthusiast. She's actually my connection on LinkedIn. Did I tell you about that? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I, I had been emailing her because I think it was the last time when um, you and your wife, I shouldn't name her, uh, <clears throat> were in yeah. town. <laughs> uh, we are in town. I was doing uh, research for ghost tours to try to get us on one. And she's like the only, she's one of the only people that leads them. And she does a lot of them. Anyway. Um. She thinks it's this young woman who died in a car accident going out dancing on her 13th birthday, which seems kind of young. But yeah. anyway, in 1927, and this young woman was scheduled to be buried at St. Casimir Cemetery, which is near resurrection. But apparently around the time, and this is all very loosey-goosey, but whatever, around the time of her death, um, there was a strike at St. Casimir. Uh, the gravediggers were on strike. And that happened Crazy. somewhat often in the 20s because people were figuring out striking and unioning and all of that, so very good. But during the strike, the um, the guy at St. Casimir who led the grave digging, whatever, would uh, retrieve unburied bodies and temporarily bury them at resurrection hmm. until the strike ended. And it was necessary because of the poor coffin construction and, you know, lack of refrigeration and all of that. So um, her body this young woman may have been buried at resurrection, and if the strike went on for a long time, identification in re- uh, in the, you know, at the time of re- relocation could have been as Ursula Bielski says gruesomely difficult. The result? A mislaid corpse and a most restless eternity if only one is willing to believe.
0: Uh. Nicely done. Nicely
2: done. <clears throat> yes. It's I usually see. better reading other people's stuff. Yeah,
0: that's how I find it,
2: too. Ursula Bielski. She's actually really pretty and cool, too. So hmm. people get into it. Yeah.
0: Well, I have another story from a listener who, let's call her Megan.
2: Good it's, fake name. It yeah, sounds thanks. like a real name, but no, it's fake. No, absolutely. Yeah.
0: No, please. I, the, even the thought of that is yeah, upsetting so, to me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to
2: start crying again pretty soon. You better get to okay
0: so here goes this is a pretty great story too and i'm very excited about it when i was 18 my boyfriend at the time and i decided to go camping at point lookout state park in southern maryland Ooh, parenthetical this is a sexy story we both grew up in that area i mean they're both 18 so mm, legal <laughs> oh, i assume they're both 18 i don't know uh,
2: <laughs> he was 35 <laughs> go ahead very specific megan <laughs>
0: I just want to point out that there were air quotes given. That's not air a real quotes, name. Air quotes, not, not a name. real name. During the Civil War, Point Lookout State Park served as a POW camp to hold Confederate soldiers, and the grounds and remaining structures are famously haunted. It's rumored that the prisoners still roam the park. Uh, we got to the park late in the afternoon and set up our tent in, the, in a pretty secluded campsite. The site was surrounded by bushes and trees, so we couldn't see the road or other people camping around us. We had dinner and sat by the fire before a big storm rolled through, at which point we went to bed. In the middle of the night, the storm had passed and the campground was eerily quiet. We woke up when we heard footsteps walking slowly around our tent, pausing occasionally. We sat super still, waiting for the steps to move away from us, but instead they went all the way around and stopped. Eventually we fell back to sleep and didn't think about it again until morning. It could have been someone drunkenly wandering back from the bathroom, or something like that. But neither of us remembered seeing a shadow, despite a very bright full moon, and although the ground was pretty wet, there was no sign of anyone being there—like no footsteps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me like I was an idiot and was like, "Like no footsteps for the listener.
0: Uh, sometimes when the ground is wet, uh, one might see footsteps. That's just a, a foot side. Foot That This is I'm breaking character. Foot this Prince? is just me, Daniel. Um, yeah, were there,
2: but only in that spot. There were only." There there
0: was one side, one set set of, of <laughs> because the ghost had carried the person away <laughs> and eaten their soul. So I did a little googling because I thought this sounded interesting, and I also thought to myself, "Shit, man! When I was eighteen, I would never go camping in the woods yeah. like alone this or with me- one man other person. Is kind of a yeah, like yeah. that's pretty fucking hard, actually. <laughs> so congrats. Um, but I looked it up, and I found on Wikipedia this little gem. Mm-hmm. Subheading: Mass grave. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
2: sorry, Megan.
0: (laughs) Today, a Confederate prisoner of war memorial and cemetery exist on the former grounds of the Point Lookout prisoner of war camp. The mass grave holds three thousand three hundred eighty-four Confederate prisoners of war who died at the prison camp. Damn, that is a fuck ton of people. (laughs) That's a lot of. That's what Wikipedia says. I didn't just... That, that wasn't an interjection. <laughs> the grave is marked by a pillar inscribed at its base with the names of the dead. With all of them? Really? Like, that's a big That's a lie. They just started um,
2: throwing some Thomases in there. Yeah. Pillar. <laughs> <In that>
0: <laughs> the privately funded Confederate Memorial Park mm-hmm. occupies a three-acre site right. next to the cemetery. Although a United States flag is frown, flown in front of the memorial, a prominent Confederate flag is situated on a flagpole just outside the gates of the ground in memory of those dead Southern soldiers. Let's take that down. And I think you can timely, memorialize timely. them in other ways. Yeah. Maybe the memorial that exists to them that isn't a Confederate flag isn't a, you know like the giant. Uh, pillar (laughs) uh with their names maybe the fact that they i mean obviously maybe that's maybe that's their unfinished business it's like you guys we lost
2: take it down take the flag
0: down down." or we're gonna keep terrorizing teens
2: (laughs) (laughs) well and how big does a memorial with three thousand names like how big is that thing i
0: think it's probably most of the park
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's all bricks like the little like the trees are
0: made of (laughs) they're just obelisks um spooky so yeah pretty great Pretty great little Footsteps.
1: tale, mm. tale of terror. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, yeah, good
2: one, good one. Thanks, man. So, did they make out though? I mean, like, uh, is this this is the intro, right? Like, what happened next?
0: I cut a lot of that out, but yeah. Ooh.
2: <laughs> did they also have a mirror, <laughs> a mirrored basement in a yoga? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, the basement of the tent
2: was in, yeah. was mirrored. <laughs> cool mm. okay maybe that's off, off mic that's right a yeah. more. Or it's, give me this uh, Megan's email castling this I mean. after hours <laughs> you guys have to pay for that episode. yeah it's 39.95 a month recurring monthly I think it's 69- you can't cancel it i think it's 69 dollars even it. yeah it's uh, you're probably right let's not undervalue our yeah, what if it were <laughs> um, what
0: if it were 37 dollars a month <laughs> What? Well, like a three looks like a butt, and a seven looks like oh, like a seven, like a hook
1: wiener, yeah, <laughs> or that.
2: Well, you're getting into some kinky shit. I think you should give it to whoever submitted those.
0: Stay basement. tuned to my new podcast, <laughs> Kinky Numbers, Kinky <laughs> Sex Numbers.
2: Eight is pretty good because it looks like
0: <laughs> it's kind of like boobs next to each other yeah. or butt, it's or like an hourglass, together. babe. Oh yeah, <laughs> like a corset.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> that that sounds like a really good and like one that'll last a podcast that will have so many episodes because mm-hmm. there are a lot of different numbers fuck off okay <laughs> next in the chicago lore we'll start off with a little history here please do this is one of the most tragic disasters that's ever occurred in chicago
0: let me get my loom out <laughs>
2: jesus i'm trying to be reverent here. sorry
0: please go ahead i wish people could see us you know
2: they, they'd understand right it's now I of kind of, i'm kind of glad they don't okay. personally there's nothing wrong with your appearance but all right <clears throat> this is all about the eastland disaster so july 24th 1915 we're coming up on the anniversary here the hundred it's ooh spooky hundred year anniversary So the Western Electric Company employed a bunch of people in Chicago and the surrounding areas. Um, A lot of them were immigrants as per the time. So on this date in 1915, (laughs) I don't agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The company decided they were going to throw a company picnic in Michigan City, Indiana. It's on the lake. Um, So they were employing a few um, vessels to pick people up these employees to take them to this picnic. It was a really big deal because a lot of the folks who were in this company and could go to this picnic usually didn't have vacation time or days they could take off. So it was a, a huge event for them and for their families. It was a really big deal. So the Eastland was the ship that was picking people up on the Chicago river in the loop. Um, there's a back there now. I can take you to see maybe later. Anyway, yeah. um, earlier in 1915, the Federal Siemens Act specified that all vessels <laughs> were. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we're going to be haunted by these poor people, you dickhead. All right. Federal Siemens Act specified that all vessels were required to have enough lifeboats for everyone on board per the disaster of the Titanic that happened several y- years earlier.
0: Can we take a step back? What was that?
2: The Titanic? hmm It was a plane that, um, that crashed into a mountain in the middle of the ocean and it killed, well, it didn't kill anybody, but it was really scary for a lot of people. Whoa.
0: That is in real life. (laughs) We are about to be murdered by saws.
2: (laughs) One moment, please. (laughs) Anyway, but ironically, this. You're probably using that wrong.
1: (laughs) This.
2: Even this is still I hope that I'm sorry That's for fine. the rotary saw noise. Just imagine us being murdered as we tell this story. It'll make it cooler. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but ironically, this this like new law made the ship extremely heavy mm. and unwieldy. So worried. passengers boarded the boat early um, in the morning because they were going to this picnic, and it reached capacity, which was over 2,500 people. Reached ca- capacity by about 7:15, right? So the ship is completely packed. Imagine just like wall to wall people in their finery. So we have women in like heavy dresses. Great, great. Yeah. I'm imagining. Yeah, just picture this. Children. Just what being do they wearing dicks underneath dicks the dress? All- <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Just imagine number three and then number eight <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> under a dress. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, Hottest so numbers. unsurprisingly for Chicago, even in July, it was a little cold and damp outside. So a lot of people went below deck to stay warm, right? Mm. So as people are loading up and it's super packed, the ship kind of listed to the port side a little bit. So that was away from the wharf. Uh, and the so the crew admitted some water to the ballast tanks. Mm-hmm. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I don't. Uh, but no one knows exactly what happened the next, but the the idea that, that people usually think happened, <laughs> articulate. Uh under. Well,
0: the, they did, the rotary saw went into your brain. So yeah, yeah. I'm probably...
2: sitting here with like a blade sticking out. Like, yeah. you know, people do that on Halloween. Yeah, well, it's happening to me right fucking IRL. now. Yeah. IRL. So a fireboat <laughs> went by the ship, at about seven twenty-eight, and a number of passengers like rushed to see it. Mm. They rushed to the port side to check it out. God. Whoops! <laughs> the boat oh, lurched sharply, Jesus. and then it rolled completely on its side. So people felt the people that were on deck fell off into the water in their huge dresses, huge <laughs> their dresses, their finery. And then people were you wearing? people below deck got crushed by furniture by there were pianos down there by other people it was just a complete disaster hundreds of passengers were trapped below deck they couldn't get out Um, and even though help was quick there was a nearby vessel that came to take stranded passengers and the ship was only 20 feet from the wharf this was all in a river I don't know if you guys can picture the Chicago River at this point but it's maybe I'm really bad at estimating but it's probably only 500 feet wide like it's not not huge um but even so a total of 844 passengers and four crew members died yikes drowning all that really bad some of them were just crushed it was was not a good scene but that area so the bodies of these victims were taken to various like temporary morgues around the area so that families could come and identify them Mm -hmm. um so by the afternoon you had um morgues in the in nearby what is now the Excalibur nightclub and Harpo Studios better known as sounds like a strip club Excalibur nightclub I Night don't know it might be, yeah. it might be. Um, I'll get to that in a second but you're also moved to the Harper Harpo Studios which is better known as the soundstage for the Oprah Winfrey show R.I.P. it's oh, the I'll dead die. show now no. is this
0: exclusive are we breaking this oprah right didn't
2: now? die <laughs> oprah's never gonna die you
0: said r.i.p man
2: oh uh, no this is a
0: castlingus exclusive uh, i'm gonna her confirm show. i'm gonna check with her rep and we'll get back to you uh, do
2: not blaspheme <laughs> oprah like you she'll find this and she her. will take us down love you babe. i love you oprah you're cool <laughs> except for that school that you founded that ended up being kind of a disaster but anyway um cut that, out. We'll cut that out yeah we'll cut it out it was perfect it was fine it was great Um, so those temporary morgues, sometimes, uh, people report ghost stories from there, the Excalibur nightclub, uh, apparently there have been people who have felt like they were being pushed over railings at this nightclub. It's a few stories, candles, lighting and extinguishing on their own, uh, sightings of a little girl running through. It's actually not confirmed that that was used as a makeshift morgue, but it's pretty close to the disaster. So people think it was. Um, and actually one of, have you ever watched that really, I think we've talked about it before, but that terrible ghost show with like the bros. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The like Ed Hardy bros. Come at me ghost. Oh my God. It's so funny. Like if you guys have Netflix, there is, they have like a season of it.
0: I just want to stop you right there. Everyone has Netflix.
2: <laughs> Some people don't. <laughs> I'm sure my, I'm sure my parents don't have it.
0: I'm sorry. That was classist of me.
2: Yeah. You know, not everybody is you with your fucking like Netflix engine and Netflix and your first class my doors seltzer. and <laughs> your door. windows. Uh, no, but watch this show because if you can get through an episode, because it is so what is it called? Fucking funny Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. That's so, the bro one. Yeah, I can never remember what yeah, it's called. because it's it's generic. But I googled this as I was doing my hefty research, and they have an episode on the excalibur Nightclub, well, in oh, the Bachelor boy. Cemetery, which we'll talk about in a minute. But it's so Bachelor Cemetery. Funny, yeah. Is that where they bury everyone? Bachelors Grove. Uh, Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> did a great job. But this one was one of the funniest. They had a necromancer, aka medium, who was also a magician. <laughs> Wait, is <it> a necromancer <laughs> or a medium? No, I thought it brought dead people back to life. But... I thought it like
0: was a person who ate the souls of the dead or some shit like. Maybe, that. but this dude, that is what that's he. Way cooler. <laughs> that's what
2: he called himself as. Like it's probably on his business card. <sighs> Boy. But it was so funny. So if you guys have a minute, you can watch that. Um, I don't. But the Eastland disaster, aside from those makeshift morgues, apparently also around the anniversary of this disaster, when you're by, you know, if you go to like where it happened, even if you're on the uh, sidewalk, not in the in the river, sometimes you can hear splashing, people screaming, spooky. Yeah, yeah. Souls not at rest.
0: Sounds pretty spooky.
2: I like the organ music was by the Perfect <laughs> fuck you. Nailed that sound cue.
0: Uh, that that so you just reminded me of one that I might ooh. Tell at a Please later do, time. please do. Uh
2: Great job.
1: Great job.
2: Oh, thanks. I thought you were going to tell it just now, I guess. Uh, No. Oh, wait.
0: I have one more uh, listener submission. Actually, this person might not listen to the podcast, but she was still really kind enough to go to a lot of effort, it seems like, to get us this story from her relative. Thank you. Um, A-plus. Thanks for doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I, she had to pick up the phone and call someone and talk to them to get this story. Like,
2: talk to them on on the phone? On the phone, yeah. Whoa. I
0: haven't talked to someone on the phone in probably three years. Really? Yeah, unless I'm, like, calling, like, you know, because my health insurance okay. is fucked up yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like a sex line, you know, yeah. like to just to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than that. Yeah, because
2: you really don't want to be, like, texting that shit. You don't no. want that recorded. Yeah. Just sad emoji over and over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. But anyway, you know. it's this a good story. This is really turning into a therapy session for you. Yeah, could we talk about that? Yeah, so let's just pause in the ghost stories and you tell me all about your sex
0: line. Oh, actually should we take a break we're like 30 minutes in
2: we are yeah. Oh, we're nailing it we're really
0: really sucking it up <laughs> <laughs> a lot of filler in this episode <laughs> yeah uh, sure you guys ready for a little break you guys need a little break yeah yeah all right we'll be right
1: back okay I love a good ghost story as much as the next fellow.
0: Well you're in luck, because I got one.
2: <laughs> Should we do a ghost ghost segment for our all ghosts? Yeah, podcasts? this is this a segment is... where
0: we'll oh. actually talk to ghosts. Talk to So we're just gonna leave the mics running in your apartment and see what happens. Yeah. For four hours. So, okay.
2: Be patient. Catheterize yourself ghosts now. Are on our same... <laughs> ghosts on our are are not on our same time schedule. You have to respect the ghost time <laughs> schedule. Ugh. That's one of the funniest parts of that bro show is like, I just watched it yesterday uh, So it's they, on like, my mind Yeah and, and they like EVPs. think they've heard it Oh you guys I'm telling you It is like a caricature of Did you hear that? It just it was- said I fucked your mom bro yeah. <laughs> They're so like Oh man oh oh Like they get roided-, roided out so easily about things Yeah Really funny Highly recommend So funny So funny
0: I just, I want everyone to know that every time I speak into the mic, I lean forward eagerly. (laughs) Like, ooh. Uh, Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. And then I have to lean back about nine inches to.
2: And the way this room is set up, poor Daniel is like sitting on the floor. Closer, closer, here I am. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's the stuff.
0: Um,
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I hope he doesn't come away with permanent back damage (laughs) having to sit on my floor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Anyway, let's tell some ghost stories. Mm-hmm. You know, enough of this dicking around. Let's get to the ghost. This horseplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we were nailing it. We thought, you know, we thought being in the same room would make it like, man, this is gonna be so good. Everybody's gonna love this one the most. So. Yeah, it's the worst one. <laughs> it's the worst. worst one yet.
0: Um, it was okay, fun so for us though. So
2: you know, this is
0: the story that I was preambling for before the break. Um, and it's great. And,
2: uh, thanks for getting went
0: to a lot phone. of trouble for this. Yeah. yeah. I really, I really, I, I'm not kidding. Like, <laughs> like I'm seriously You're impressed, very impressed by, by that. By that. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for doing that. You did. You didn't have to, but I'm glad you did. You know?
2: Yeah. Thanks. Very cool.
0: You know, like lots of people didn't have to do good things that they did. Like uh Schindler.
2: Rosa Parks.
0: Yeah. Didn't have to do it, but they did. And, uh, right we're back gonna, at you gonna put anonymous, this anonymous person, person, person. <laughs> um yeah. so here goes this story is from her uncle who i guess i'll just use his name because it's a great name uncle horton
2: Ooh, horton hears a who
0: yeah well, you just
2: ruined the ending
0: never mind the <laughs> <laughs> story's over
2: i like to keep it short and sweet
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened he heard it that's it okay so <laughs> in the early 1970s uncle horton was living in a shared historic clabbered house just outside of annapolis maryland building the scene building
2: the scene and then it flooded due to climate change <sighs> because annapolis is
0: what a wet blanket <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a good time yes. anyway guys seriously think about resiliency in your am not even kidding annapolis is a really good point. Oh, it's a hole
2: no, it's beautiful.
0: A beautiful hole. But
2: it might turn into a hole because of climate change. Yeah. Sea level rise. Right?
0: At the time, he was starring in a summer dinner theater production of the musical 1776. Yes. yeah. It's so great. This yes. is the best story we've ever gotten.
2: My dad was in a musical production of that in college. Oh, we should he set was... you
0: guys up to talk. Your dad and, and Horton. Horton. Mm-hmm.
2: He was Reverend Witherspoon because he couldn't sing.
0: Anyway, because of this, he admits that he had a flair for the dramatic. I disagree. That's a serious play. It's got John Adams in it. No one else that I'm aware of.
2: <laughs> Reverend Witherspoon and John Adams. Okay. The two of them. Uh,
0: regardless, legend has it that around the turn of the 20th century, a woman living in that house went into labor during the dead of winter. The weather prevented her access to medical care, and as a result, both she and her child died during childbirth. Now, at the time that Uncle Horton was living there, one of his fellow tenants was the mother of a young child, One day, Uncle Hurton heard an infant's cries and went to check on the baby, who he had found had been fast asleep. Other strange things would happen throughout the day and night. Uncle Hurton worked evenings with the theater troupe, and would often come home late after drinks on the Annapolis dock. Hell yeah. (laughs) After (laughs) After moving carefully around the quiet house, he would find that lights he had turned off were turned back on. In the mornings, Uncle Horton would awake to find that his clothes had come off their hangers and were scattered around the floor. Uncle Horton seems to have accepted these oddities and said, It was just a part of the house. You just knew these things happened. Okay. The end. Mm. Pretty spooky stuff. Yeah. Pretty spooky stuff. I'll see. saw noise. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
2: that was good. Thanks yeah. for the submittal again. Uh, well, next up in our Chicago story series. Yes, yes, uh, yes. There's yes, a little yes. little place just south of the loop called the Congress Hotel. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of my faves. So the Congress Hotel has a reputation. I might even say nationwide for being... <laughs> For being one of the most haunted hotels in the country. I mean, it, if you look it up, and I did look up some TripAdvisor ratings, almost all of them talk about like door handles jiggling, Ooh, seeing nothing orbs. nothing scarier than that. Oh, orbs, who cares? <laughs> Derp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about the BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> cut this out. A cut Mark, cut Mark. Daniel, Daniel got orb. <laughs> all right. And, um, anyway. All and right. action, we're back in. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's kind of like this it's a beautiful historic hotel but it's sort of run down. A lot of people like that I've worked with who come to to like work from our office and have to stay there kind of hate it cuz it's a little grimy. But it all adds to the spooky charm, right? Sure. So, um some of the common sightings, there's a little boy who I've read like different accounts of which floor he's on. So, it's, you know, maybe not true. Anyway, Is this little boy, Um, but he, you know, people will, like, report feeling like they're being chased down the hallway or, like, they see this little boy and he wants to play with them, that kind of thing. Guards, guests, employees, like, it's been uh, documented, I guess, by these people. I haven't seen it. Anyway, apparently this little boy was living with his mother and brother back in the late 1930s. They were Jewish immigrants from Prague. And the mother had been under a lot of stress moving over here um, in a hurry because of the increasingly terrifying Nazi uh, activities in Europe. Um, so she eventually had a nervous breakdown, and she threw her children out of the window of the Congress Hotel before jumping herself. It's actually a very widely reported incident um, very sad and tragic, but they believe this little boy is the ghost of this kid. Um, one of the other really common things are shadow people. Apparently, this is something that people see in rooms that's either reflected in mirrors or kind of appear peek, peekaboo around a corner. Um, but kind of a terrifying thing. I don't know what I'd prefer, like an actual person-shaped ghost or like a shadow? Ugh, shadow aren't the shadow people shaped
0: like people they just don't have yeah
2: but they don't have any features yeah. what would you rather ugh. that's a hammer coming at my head I don't know if you guys can hear that <laughs> um, I'm sorry yeah there's a big event space a Florentine, Florentine don't know room that uh, piano plays by itself Sounds like a jaunty little ghost. Well, sometimes like it's often, apparently people have wedding receptions there. Hmm. Some grimy asshole. (laughs) So each his or her own, I suppose. Anyway, bridesmaids who have their photos taken near the piano have reported not appearing in the photo afterward. It's
0: probably just a bad photographer. (laughs) Yeah, or
2: some orbs. (laughs) Orbs like crowding up. The weirdest thing, though, is that people sometimes hear a woman whispering to them when they're at yeah then look over their shoulder and no one's there
0: that was me on the i'm just doing some uh some foley work that That's was good. my woman whispering it was really good Yeah, uh, feel free to contact me if you want me to do any foley work my email is
2: so uh speaking of the congress at all i know this is long story short too late but there's actually i found a, a first person story about an experience in the congress if you so this bear was with was the me. first
0: person that stayed there
2: the very first person, wow, right? No. A first person account is like when somebody experienced it themselves and then told about it. Okay,
0: thank you
2: uh, for okay. the listeners' benefit. So, I'm gonna read it because it's pretty good. Please do. Okay, so the background this woman came into town to run a race. A lot of people who run races, it's like through Grant Park down there, so they stay at the Congress, sure, the night before. <clears throat> so, that's the setup for this woman. I entered my room and was hit with a wall of hot, stuffy air. I got undressed. <laughs> Turn the uh, TV on. <laughs> okay. Turn the TV on and ate my takeout food. Oh, I yeah. definitely got the I'm being watched vibe. I chalked it up to scaring myself with the haunted stories that she read on TripAdvisor.com. <laughs> I was definitely creeped out. Feeling, yeah, feeling very unsettled. But I told myself I was imagining things. But were you? I turned off the TV Plugged in a portable fan in the bathroom The only free outlet I could find It <sighs> was background noise And laid down to go to sleep Just as I started to drift to sleep I heard a crash from the bathroom I went in to see what it was My fan, which I had plugged in And sat in the middle of the countertop Was unplugged and in the shower mm-hmm. There is no way it could have fallen It was in the middle of the countertop I've had it for years, and it's never vibrated itself to the edge of the surface. There's no way it could have fallen. And even if it did, it certainly wouldn't have landed seven feet away in the shower. It was at this point that I truly, truly felt the presence of a dark entity. I'm not the one to talk or think like this at all. I'm afraid to talk about this at night to my friends because they'll think I went nuts. <laughs> it felt like there was evil in the room. I tried in vain to go back to sleep. It didn't work. At one point, I saw the cord to the lamp swaying back and forth on its own. The closet door kept opening, and even when I shut it firmly, and worst of all, there were voices. So many voices. I heard voices on either side of the room, muffled and low enough that I couldn't hear the words, but definitely voices. It could have been other guests, but I guess I don't usually hear a lot of people coming up and chatting at 2.30 (laughs) a.m. Sorry. The final thing was in my mind. I started thinking about the story I'd read about a haunting at the hotel. That a woman threw her three sons and herself from a 12th floor window. My mind somehow started telling me, you should go look out the window and see what her view was. I was on the 11th floor. I don't think this way. I'm not some sort of emo freak. <laughs> I'm a very boring suburban housewife.
0: I believe it. I also...
2: <laughs> Burned. <laughs> She's sharing her tragedy with the world on Reddit in here.
0: Go back to taking your clothes.
2: <laughs> can, we, can we rewind? What was your... I also have three sons. There is no way in my right mind I would want to look at the scene of that sort of crime. The scene where a mother murdered her three boys. It was actually two boys. Get your specs fucking straight, okay? Before you post on Reddit. It was very disturbing to me that my mind was going there, thinking about that. With this, I laughed. I left. I <laughs> left. I packed up my things and left at three AM. I told the front desk person, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm very embarrassed, but these things are being moved around in my room and other stuff. And I'm I sorry. imagine her just
0: going in the front. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> can I help you? I
2: shut my pants and I'm I i can not deal with this. I need to leave. You would think most hotel staff would try and soothe your fears a little, but she kinda looked at me with a look of resignation, like she knew what was up. I get
0: it. And, uh. Very nice, very nice.
2: Congress Hotel, everybody.
0: I have a really great spooky photo of that from the outside. I would love. Do they do like tour ghost tours of the hotel?
2: Uh, You can just go in it. Oh, we should do that. Yeah. (laughs) No, let's wrap this up. Man,
0: I I should get one of those USB to like old iPad adapters, and then we could take a mic Mm. into the hotel and record outside. So the story that you had reminded me of was uh, it's actually from New Jersey. I feel like one thing just as an aside that we haven't talked about really at all on the podcast but that sort of fits in is cryptozoology and like (laughs) spooky creatures you know like that so we were talking about the jersey devil yesterday and i'm not going to get into that because it's already been done on the lore podcast check it out lorepodcast.com it's pretty good but it's not funny or interesting and he doesn't make any dick jokes at all
2: no number sexy
0: sexy numbers yeah but it's pretty good if you're into that, and if you don't want to listen to a podcast that's two hours long every episode, <laughs> it's hey, we keep it in ninety minutes, a reasonable minutes. eighteen to twenty minutes, and mm-hmm. it's very good, and it's independently produced, probably not as good as this, but you know, not everything. Can this be. website mm-hmm. might look better than ours for now, but one day Whatever. we're going to come back and we're going to really a nerd gut punch it. Um, you probably just it's probably just a template from like Squarespace Dream or something, Luger. Squarespace.com. Proud sponsor, canceling <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would. Yeah, yeah, one day. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, like so, the Jersey Devil is awesome, and we could talk about like all the lake monsters, like Ooh. you know the Loch Ness monster, which I guess we you know sort does of actually on...
2: feature in Outlander the book. Yeah, well, not in Outlander. Really, TV the Loch Ness monster? It's really fucking stupid because I know Loch Ness
0: yeah. comes right down to Inverness, which I just realized. Yeah.
2: Um, it's so in the in the book. Side note, nerds. Uh, it's it's like a really short chapter, and she like. I don't know. Goes to the water to like wash her hands or something. She sees the Loch Ness monster, <laughs> and then some like. Oh, I couldn't have that been. In the show. I know. Well, oh, it would have God. been just a little bridge too far, you know. Um, no, but one of the, the the people in their like little crew who went around collecting rents. It happened at that point, right. Mm-hmm Saw her, and it was then, when they were out collecting their rent, yeah. Well, That's it was right she after she and Jamie monster. got married, I think. Anyway, oh, yeah. whatever, yeah. Mm, how yeah. About um, no, I bet she they, saw a couple Loch Ness monsters, just mm-hmm. saw a few little like, peek- a, a, <laughs> like a
0: like a kilt monster, yeah,
2: yeah. Rising, up. Forget it. <laughs> rising up in the tide. No, the boy who saw her used it against her in the witch trial, and that was that she saw the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Yeah. That's not her fault. No, that like she was summoning it because it seemed to come out of the water toward her. It was okay. It was really bad. I just wanted to see her. She's such a babe, dude. She's a babe.
0: There's also um, the Bigfoot, you know, type things, and then mm-hmm. there's there's a uh, there's a couple of different lake monsters. There's Champ in the uh, Lake Champlain, Burlington, Vermont, New York, and uh, there's Chessie, which is the, the, Mer- the Chesapeake Bay's version of that same type of monster. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got your, uh, your giant alligator crocodile things like from Lake Placid, the film, (laughs) that's a documentary. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so those are interesting. I don't know. I like, it is fun to like know like local legends and stuff. I have one of those. Do you ever remember the, um, it was like weird. I think it started in New Jersey. Um, but it was called weird New Jersey. And I think it's a magazine that's regularly published, with just like local spooky lore and like folktales and urban legends and stuff and they published a few books and they did one on Maryland that has like some Maryland and DC stuff and it's called Spooky Maryland or Weird Maryland or something like that. Hmm. And it's pretty cool. I bought it because of course I fucking did. sucker. <laughs> and, uh, I've like had it since like when I got my first apartment, it was like the one of the first coffee table. Your coffee table, table books book. I You put it right in the middle. Oh fuck yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty cool. Like I've learned of some really like that was where I first heard of um Black Aggie, who is it's like what they colloquially call the um Adams Memorial. That's in it's in the cemetery in D C and it's supposedly like it's oh. like the, the hooded mm-hmm. and it like will grab people like i love stuff like that um mm-hmm. and that's something we could probably get into well, since we're running out of <laughs> original ghost stories <laughs> we should know. do
2: a dc episode uh dc yeah lore.
0: come yeah. visit me dog
2: hey i probably will soon or we could you know we could go
0: anywhere we could we could go, go and anywhere get champ probably the closest lake monster we should
2: document how we wrangle you know what we could do <laughs> We could do a cross episode with those cool guys from Ghost Adventures. Or we
0: could get Bernie Sanders on to tell ghost Ooh. stories.
2: Ooh. Oh, I think he's here.
0: The top Burn. the top 1% of all lake monsters are uh, you know. <laughs> they they have more than 80% of the wealth of all the other lake monsters. The bottom It's bullshit. Well, look look what I'm telling you is that the top 5% of all lake monsters have the top 80% of the wealth of all of the lake monsters. Champ, you hear about Champ. You don't hear about the other lake monsters that are going to their jobs at the Walmarts that are coming into Vermont against my wishes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> against his wishes. I,
0: I don't support large corporations like Walmart. As you know, I am a democratic socialist, and that is what I believe. I was raised, uh, you know, I was born in New York, obviously, by the sound of my voice, but... Is that right?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, anyway, I've ridden around on Champ numerous times.
2: Wow. I'm really feeling the burn here.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag burn, baby burn. I gotta go. <laughs> uh, thanks, Bernie. That was great. Wow. Thanks for it's stopping so by. It's so cool
2: that he came here. You know, he's really a man of the people. He
0: is. He's so great. Should yeah. work on, he's a little ab- abrasive in his interviews I'm sometimes. I, I, I heard that.
2: Like, I... <laughs> relax, burn.
0: Get out of here, buddy. <laughs> But so all of that is to say that when you were talking about that shipwreck, I uh, it was a long walk <laughs> to get back to shipwrecks. <laughs> um, so I once took a ghost tour mm. in Asbury Park, New Jersey. It's like a nice little beach town in New Jersey now. It's really kind of gentrified and come back. and uh, there's some cool some cool history there for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but the ghost tour, no offense. Was a little, a little disappointing. A little <laughs> like it wasn't super mm. scary. It was more just like a history walk, which is fine. But like I don't know. But I expected it to be a little bit Don't paint yourself a
2: ghost tour. It's very a history long. Walk.
0: But you know, uh, they did tell one interesting story about this shipwreck, mm-hmm. and it's like interesting in a horrible way, which most shipwreck stories mm-hmm. are. And the ship was called the SS Moro Castle. um that's and the morrow castle was built it's
2: like ss little house like why would you call it something it's stupid okay I go think, ahead well, <laughs> it's stupid
0: <laughs> it's a ship not a castle yeah dumb down yeah right it was built uh by the newport news Shipbuilding company and it was constructed uh christened in march of 1930 cost four million dollars Which is, uh, you know, in 2015 (laughs) dollars. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was built. It was real big, and uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, It was uh, luxuriously finished to accommodate 489 passengers in first and tourist tourist class, along with 240 crew members. Um, The Morrow Castle began her maiden voyage on August 23rd, 1930, and completed this eleven hundred plus mile southbound trip in just under fifty nine hours. Um wow. the ship ran for four years. Uh even during the Great Depression, there were still enough rich people. The top, mm-hmm. you know, one percent. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. who were they were they would go out onto the boat because it was during Prohibition. Mm-hmm. International waters, baby. <laughs> so they'd go out there and they would get fucking hammered. Uh and so I'm cribbing from Wikipedia now, but, but it's basically the same story. I was told on the ghost ghost tour. Um, so people would go out there and get wrecked. Um, the final voyage of the Moro Castle began in Havana on September 5th, 1934. On the afternoon of the 6th, the ship paralleled the southeastern coast of the United States. It began to encounter increasing clouds and wind. By the morning of the 7th, the clouds had thickened and the winds had shifted to easterly, the first indication of a developing... Nor'easter, the intermittent winds and rains began, causing many to retire early to their berths. Early that evening, Cop- Captain Robert Captain, Wilmot
2: Cockton, seaman Robert,
0: Coctin. Coctin. Seaman Robert Wilmot, had his dinner delivered to his quarters. Shortly thereafter, after he complained of stomach trouble, and not off, not after that, not long after that, died of an apparent heart attack. Command of the ship passed to Chief Officer William Warms. During the overnight, William warms. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet he does. Oh, boy. Oh, girl. <laughs> During the overnight hours. I bet he's a number seven. You know what i
1: Oh,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> the winds increased to over 30 miles per hour as the Moro Castle plotted its way up the eastern seaboard. At around 2.50 a.m. on September 8th, while the ship was sailing around eight nautical miles off Long Beach Island, LBI, what up, guys? (laughs) Uh, A fire was detected in a storage locker within the first-class writing room on B-Deck. (laughs) B-Deck. Within the next thirty minutes, the Morro Castle. I'm just going to stop trying, and I'm just going to read this straight. Yeah, I'm read it. <laughs> Get through this. Within the next thirty minutes, the Morro Castle became engulfed in flames. As the fire grew in intensity, Acting Captain Worms attempted to beach the ship. Huh, Captain Worms, and there was a fire. Oh, what are the
2: odds of that? Oh, huh? sorry, Bill. too bad it wasn't
0: Captain Fire puts out. <laughs> uh, hmm.
2: Captain, no danger. <laughs> too soon.
0: <laughs> Within the next thirty minutes, the Morro Castle was engulfed in flames. Oh, I already, did I do that? Yeah, The mm. Captain Worms attempted to beach the <laughs> ship, but the growing need to launch lifeboats and abandon ship forced him to give up this strategy. Within 20 minutes of the fire's discovery, at about 3.10 a.m., the fire burned through the ship's main electrical cables, plunging the ship into darkness. Ooh. As all power was lost, the radio stopped working as well, and the crew were cut off from radio contact after issuing a single SOS transmission. At about the same time, the wheelhouse lost the ability to steer the ship as those hydraulic lines were severed by the fire as well. Cut off by the fire amid ships, passengers tended to gravitor- gravitate toward the stern. Most crew members, on the other hand, moved to the forecastle. On the ship, no one could see anything. In many places, the deck boards were too hot to touch, and it was hard to breathe through the thick smoke. As conditions grew subtly worse, the decision became either jump or burn for many passengers. However, jumping into the water was problematic as well. The sea, whipped by high winds, churned in great waves that made it extremely difficult to swim. On the decks of the burning ship, the crew and passengers exhibited the full range of reactions to the disaster at hand. Some crew members were incredibly brave as they tried to fight the fires. Others tossed deck chairs and life rings overboard to provide persons in the water with makeshift flotation devices. Only six of the ship's 12 lifeboats were launched. Boats 1, 3, 5, 9, and 11 on the starboard side and boat 10 on the port side. Although the combined capacity of these boats was 408, they only carried 85 people, most of them crew members.
2: Ha, they're like smell you later dicks. yeah rich dicks <laughs> many <laughs>
0: passengers died for lack of knowledge of how to use the life preservers and because a lot of them were probably wasted as they yeah. hit the water life preservers knocked many persons unconscious leading to subsequent death by drowning or broke victims necks from the impact killing them instantly which makes me wonder Damn. what the fuck were life preservers I, made out of yeah I know
2: there's really only one way to use catch that. this concrete block <laughs> it'll help you float
0: So, and this is very close to shore, um, and so eventually they could see the flames from shore, but it took a while, so the rescue efforts were slow to kind of start up. Mm -hmm. The first rescue ship to arrive on the scene was the SS Andrea F. Lukenbach. The two other ships, the SS Monarch of Bermuda and the SS City of Savannah, were slow in taking action after receiving the SOS, but eventually did arrive on the scene. The fourth ship to participate in the rescue operations was the SS President Cleveland, mm. which launched a motorboat that made a cursory circuit around the Morrow Castle, and upon seeing no one in the water along her route, retrieved her motorboat and left the scene. They probably couldn't see anyone because there was, like, not a lot of light. The Coast Guard vessels Tampa and Cahoon positioned themselves too far away to see the victims in the water and rendered little assistance. The Coast Guard's aerial station at Cape May, New Jersey, failed to send their fill-up planes until local radio stations started reporting, that dead bodies were washing ashore on the New, Be- New Jersey beaches. Nude beach. <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slim. Nude beach. So these are all the beaches from Point Pleasant Beach, which is pretty far south, to Spring Lake. Um and you know so, who died
2: at Point Pleasant? No. Uh, President Garfield. Really? Mm-hmm. What was he
0: doing there? Riding roller coasters? Like fall off a roller coaster?
2: Oh, well, He got shot, and they moved him there, and he died from septicemia.
0: And they moved him there so that he could, like, have one last like fun time at on Point, like at roller coasters and stuff. You
2: want on the nude beach? Dined in there. time,
0: additional small boats arrived on the scene. The large ocean swells presented a major problem, making it very difficult to see people in the water. Duh. <laughs> um. Anyway, there's this whole thing. So the boat sat there and burned. Um, by mid morning, the ship was totally abandoned, and its burning hull drifted ashore, coming to a stop in shallow water off Asbury Park, New Jersey late that afternoon at almost the exact spot where the another ship the new era had wrecked in 1854 the fires continued to smolder for the next two days and in the end 135 passengers and crew were lost the ship was declared a total loss and its charred hulk was finally towed away from the asbury park shoreline on march 14th 1935 according to one account it was it later started setting settling by the stern and sank while being towed up the river um in the intervening months because of its proximity to the boardwalk and the asbury park convention hall from which it was possible to wade out and touch the wreck with one's hands the wreck was treated as a desi- destination for sightseeing trips complete with stamped penny souvenirs and postcards for sales other accounts have it that the ship was uh, towed earlier than that and then to baltimore as like a sightseeing thing too so there were like postcards, and like people would like line up and pay money. Like they would charge admission to see like the the hull of the ship, um, which is why many people think that it was like cursed. And like and the fact that it landed in the same place, um, many of the burial uh, of the victims are buried in Mount Prospect Cemetery in Neptune, New Jersey, which is along the coast. Um, a memorial in Sept- September 8th of 2009. Uh, Was built and dedicated on the south side of Convention Hall in Asbury Park, where near where the spot of the ship actually marked in that day was the seventy-fifth anniversary, Um, and irrespective, uh, let's see, I think there's a thing. Well, whatever. So there's nothing on it about here, but there's like a legend about it being, you know, like. Because of the fact that it was like this tragedy was treated as a tourist attraction, mm-hmm. there's like a curse and like all this stuff happened for a really long time in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. and like there was this really long period of economic decline that like you know oh. a lot of people blame on
1: that. do as much as the next fellow.
2: Oh, you mean that's good. I like that man. Hey, this right. guy. a tech whiz. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well I have two pretty quick ones. Great. <laughs> uh well you were you mentioned the um the famous grave monument in I think I forget what I think it's <laughs> <laughs> that, no i was i'm having a hard time because i haven't lived in dc in a while oh, that, uh, the cemeteries i don't remember remember which one it is oak hill but i don't know if it's oak hill or i think that rocky one is in, creek or that one's in the what, one that's it's called like
0: rock creek cemetery but rock it's creek. actually up yeah like off new hampshire kind of out up, yeah like almost in northeast mm-hmm. um yeah 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 it's called rock creek cemetery that's right or rock creek church Cemetery. something like
2: that yeah because yeah. it's well that's actually an interesting story very quickly clover adams it's her Mm -hmm. grave marker she correct she killed herself by like drinking poison or something like that
0: it's fucking
2: dramatic like that Mm. women (laughs) (laughs) women you said it yeah (laughs) and her husband um commissioned this statue it's very very pretty and there's a copy of it if you don't want to go all the way up to where the hell ever that cemetery is there's a copy of it in the portrait portrait gallery. pretty and it's near the Tiffany glass exhibit, which is fucking sweet. So, oh, no. <sighs> anyway, uh, <laughs> in Graceland Cemetery in Chicago, there is a very lifelike Isn't Graceland in Tennessee or something. It's Memphis, baby, Elvis. Talk- I'm talking about Elvis right now. Oh, Okay,
0: you said Chicago.
2: Graceland Cemetery is in oh. Chicago. You idiot! Thanks okay. for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, there's a sculpture there too that's somewhat infamous uh it's mm. a a uh, six-year-old child Inez Clark was struck and killed by a bolt of lightning in 1880 and her parents of course were grieving and they commissioned an artist to create the sculpture of her I thought um, when you got struck by lightning you became a Highlander there can only be one <laughs> Inez Clark is a Highlander oh boy okay so her parents commissioned this sculpture that looks exactly like her like it's this very lifelike sculpture that's in a glass box above her grave mm-hmm. uh it's spooky looking if you google it Graceland cemetery and as clark it's kind of spooky um it right but it's infamous because there have been multiple reports of children telling their parents about a young girl they see playing in the cemetery describing her clothes she wanted to play with them when these people visit the cemetery. Spooky. Oh, but the boy. creepiest. That is
0: spooky. Why is it in that box?
2: Yeah. Well, because the parents wanted to protect it from the elements. Mm. Yeah. They can't preserve her body, so they preserve the statue. But the scariest reports are that during thunderstorms, the statue moves within the box and sometimes outside of the glass box.
0: Just found a close-up of that face. <laughs>
2: Let me see it. <laughs> <Huh>. Ah, <laughs> Google it, guys. You will not be mm-hmm. sorry. We can okay. put we can put this up on. The yeah, wall. that's that's a good one. Okay, I've
0: got I've got a picture of that, a picture of the Adams Memorial, and a picture of the Congress Hotel, just ready to drop oh, onto the website. Oh,
2: perfect. Okay,
0: you guys are in for a real fucking treat.
2: Yep. <clears throat> yeah, read, we're gonna get back on that blog, baby. Eh, maybe. Visual guide. Well, Should sure. I make any promises? Yeah, yeah we're never. So the, this last one is another um, kind of sad Chicago lore here. It's also in the loop sort of near these other things. The Eastland disaster marker and the Congress Hotel are near there too. If you happen to be in Chicago, these are easily findable places. It's a word. <laughs> Look it up. Um, yeah. Graceland Cemetery is north of town, so it's not really in the loop, but it's also decently close and train accessible. Okay, so this story, though, is about the Oriental Theater, which is also known as, at one point, the Alley of Death and Mutilation. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: a little bit wordy.
2: <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the Oriental Theater, when it was originally built, was known as the Iroquois Theater. It was built in the summer of 1903 and it opened around Thanksgiving of that year. Uh, it had 1,600 seats, three. Three main thoroughfares, and it was uh, built in the French Renaissance architectural style, which I, okay, sure. Um, it was one of those when it was built as being like, you know, super tight, and people were really jazzed about it. Um, a program distributed on the day of the theater's opening boasted its many avenues for exit and called its interior the most majestic in this city or in this country. Hmm. Sure. I'll look it up. Okay. So on December 30th, 1903, there was a matinee of Mr. Bluebeard, which I'm sure you guys are all familiar with that terrifying legend. Yeah. Um, And it was actually seen as a children's show. Most of the crowd was women and children. Um, And the theater was packed beyond capacity because this was considered a Christmas show. It was like a big deal for families or whatever. Um, the show's playbills advertised the theater as absolutely fireproof. In quotes, absolutely fireproof.
0: I can't, I have no idea where this story is going. <laughs> <laughs> this suspense is It was out. actually
2: a really successful matinee and everybody went home and had Christmas cookies. Oh, that's great. Psych! Not, yeah. not what happened. At the time, um, this this absolutely fireproof was an admirable and profitable attribute considering the Great Chicago Fire was just 32 years before this, 1871. Okie doke. So it's not clear how the fire started, but the fire spread very quickly, likely due to the theater's ornate wood trimming, asbestos fire curtains, which were required by law at the time. Hemp stuffed seats. Yeah, it all uh, helped really sp- spread that fire all around for everybody. Um, and like I said, most of the audience was women and children. So women are wearing these heavy dresses. It prevented, you know, jumping over seats, quick movement, that sort of thing. Plus, it was packed to capacity. The fire escape can't it couldn't hold all the people fleeing the theater. So a lot of people just fell over, were pushed over, jumped over the rails and uh, into the alley below. In, some, in one account, the pile of bodies rose six feet high. Ugh. Yeah. A lot of people in that theater. And the first people on the scene weren't all firefighters or cops. In my notes, I had that written as crops. <laughs> I certainly hope Idiot. Not. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, there are multiple stories of corpse mutilation. People cutting off hands and fingers for jewelry and valuables. Super sick. Yeah. Mm. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of people died, roughly twice as many people are known to have died, that were known to have died in the uh, Great Chicago Fire. So twice those people died in the... I wouldn't call it great. It great like meaning. It, it, it's a synonym, you know, like great has multiple meanings, yeah, like know. Google it sometimes. I know we okay. joke on this podcast, okay. but I don't really, I don't want to, I don't, wanna, I don't I, I'm not going to sign on to that one. That
0: was a, it, it, and for me, it was a bad fire. I just want to get that on the record.
2: Well, aren't you sensitive? I don't Sandy? know why I'm talking like this. <laughs> oh, he's he's leaning in real hard. Um, Ladies. <laughs> so only <laughs> twice as many people died within the first 15 minutes of this fire at the Oriental Theater as compared to the Great Chicago Fire. Yet there are only a handful of hard to miss monuments hmm. to the event. I work in the loop and I've walked by this building multiple Humble times bag. i wouldn't <laughs> i work in the loop you guys it was pretty cool mm, mm. no big deal but i've never heard of this until i was on a ghost tour bachelorette party and they told me about it it was super sweet uh
0: your bachelorette but, <laughs> days are do.
1: <doomed.
2: laughs> oh shit no but in this theater behind or in the alley behind the theater people um have seen human forms Orbs
1: and other <laughs> such
2: flying things. <laughs> Give me um, a break with these orbs, I guys. No, but apparently it's a pretty uh, unsettling experience to walk through the alley I behind bet, the theater—the alley of death and mutilation.
0: Yeah, they should have stuck with that.
2: Yeah, they should have made, renamed the theater—the alley of death her, and tourism. mutilation theater. Yeah.
0: Get asses in the seat, man. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: but not
2: nice hemp stuff. stuff. Don't stuff the seats with hemp. Make them fireproof. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a tip you know just a, a mm-hmm. tip. tip tip to your... tip
0: efficiency yeah yeah i'm looking up uh, graceland cemetery and i it's, it's not far at all i'm very interested and there are other when i search graceland cemetery um even just for inez clark specifically mm-hmm. it shows like there is another monument that also is like in a pla- like plexiglass looking box
2: copycats
0: and then there's one that's like i don't know what the fuck it is uh <laughs> there are some cool monuments in there uh eternal silence and it's like a cloaked Ooh, figure mm-hmm. it's like, spooky doing like a batman mm-hmm. phantom of the opera type and thing.
2: apparently when it was originally constructed it was all black but it's weathered mm-hmm. and so the only black part is the face yeah it's pretty scary
0: <laughs> and then there's one that's just like a skeleton head you know like i think it's actually someone's skull that's like in a like hmm. weird like plexiglass thing on the top okay. of a headstone that was
2: popular for a while maybe Made i don't know yeah it's pretty hmm. neat weird well um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do a whole story on it, but it, I feel like I need to mention it because it came up in every search I did for ghost stories in Chicago. Sure. Speaking of cemeteries, uh, Bachelors Grove Cemetery that was featured on that terrible show I was talking about before is it's south of town. It's like pretty far away, mm-hmm. um, but apparently, it's one of those um, super spooky multiple uh, stories come from it. Kind of spooky places. One of the most interesting things that people report is a house that they see that's not really there, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a ghost house. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, and you know the oh, things. like a
0: ghost house, like Ben Franklin's the ghost house of Ben Franklin's house yeah. in Philadelphia. Yeah, check mm-hmm. it out, guys.
2: It's really a hologram installed by the National Park Service. I wouldn't call it a hologram. No, I'm joking about the <laughs> um, no, but I guess like Do you know bachelor's- what a hologram is. Who cares? I wasn't even talking about it. <laughs> I don't like, care. I don't care about holograms. It's what they use for Tupac, right? Yes. For him to perform. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, though the other thing about the cemetery, apparently it's very popular with Satanists. I thought you were going to say, so, with
0: the ladies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't speak from personal experience, but I know if a man took me there, oh, yeah. I that's wouldn't how go you know on a second date. <laughs> uh, no, apparently the, the park, uh, it's like a state park a state park or a, a cook county park i think mm. they report like chicken heads and that kind of thing strewn around because those motherfuckers <laughs> just leave their trash behind yeah, leave when no you come trace, to do And leave no trace doesn't come to play yeah i guess leave no trace means nothing to satanist because yeah. they're bad
0: pentagrams everywhere
2: pentagrams mm-hmm. chicken heads
1: <laughs> that's a turkey isn't that's it it's a turkey yeah sorry perfect
2: and there are other Chicago stories, but I thought no, that's were the most, That's every single one. We got it. We did it. I <laughs> painstakingly put did this it. together for you. Don't
0: search out anymore. They're no, all right it. here. That's Tell it. all your and friends. There's
2: no way they could have been told better either. So A complete just keep Compendium of it.
1: Chicago <laughs> ghosts
2: brought Sorry, to encyclopedia you. encyclopedia by Lindsay.
0: <laughs> Buzzsaw Wallace. Lindsay Buzzsaw. <laughs>
2: Buzzsaw Wallace. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad's on that vintage baseball team, right? Mm-hmm. And they all have, yeah, they all have nicknames. I thought it was softball for some reason. It's a it's a ball, like the ball they use is about the size of a softball because uh, it's historical baseball rules in the 1860s. Oh, and
0: the balls were bigger then?
2: Yeah. Really? <laughs> like way bigger.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, anyway. I'm... I'm <laughs> It's like scary, like a little kid's.
1: It's not scary anymore. Oh, my <laughs>
2: well, my dad broke his finger playing. So he's dry. This is taking a serious <laughs> turn.
0: Mm-hmm. No more talking While soft off. My dad's
2: finger is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we should have a segment where we like. You know, you tell me about the most recent game, and we call it talking softball. And we play this song every week. I, don't, I really would rather. Is this, who is, is this? Randy Newman? No, this it. is from The Simpsons. The softball episode. I
1: don't
0: remember it. Ozzy and the Straw. You don't remember the softball episode? I told you to shave those sideburns. Anyway. Definitely. definitely, definitely. <laughs> One kind of the best. One oh, of the best. Okay. Um, Yeah, well, I don't really have anything else. Do you? No. Should we just leave the mics on in your apartment and mm-hmm. see what happens? This place seems like it could definitely be haunted.
2: Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> you know, you get to leave, and this is where I live, so it's really that fucking was cool. Such a
0: like wheezy like old person. La- <laughs> 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 and I wasn't doing it for fun. I think I'm dying. <laughs>
2: Yeah. I hope you die in my apartment.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. No, you don't. You're rattling rattling well, just, shit around. I'll just
2: move, and the next person oh. can deal with it. Although oh. I just signed a renewal, so God damn it. Idiot. Well, thanks for joining us down the Ghost Tour Trail in yeah. Chicago and other great, fresh, new. That's right. Story.
0: Listener submissions. You guys. We wouldn't be anywhere without you, and we're really not anywhere. So, thanks for nothing. Do better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, you got anything else you want to cover at the bottom of the show?
2: No, but I feel like we shouldn't do this to them anymore. (laughs) Have these trail off goodbyes. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. Actually, when I am going on vacation next week, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Oh, is that where you're Fucking staying?
2: Forget it. At the haunted yeah, hotel. Yeah, it was actually the biggest deal we got. We're staying at a haunted hotel in Rapid City, mm-hmm. haunted historic hotel. That's great. We're not staying in a haunted room though. Dream on. Mm-hmm. I don't really even believe in ghosts, and I still wouldn't stay in it. Yeah, I like I, talking I, about them though. We yeah, no, yeah, I do too. I
0: I know what you mean. I like mm. I like want to believe in them, but I'm very I skeptical. I believe
2: you think these things happen to other people. Yeah. If yeah. it happened to me, I would maybe believe it in me, too. I think no,
0: that no, maybe, maybe there is just, there's probably some kind of explanation for everything. But, like, we just haven't figured out that science yet. Because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of other shit used to blow people's fucking minds, too. Like, illusionists and magicians mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, and now we know that that's all bullshit, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It might not be. I don't know. I just, you well, know. not
0: bullshit, but, you
1: know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm probably gonna get murdered by a ghost now.
2: No, yeah.
0: no, they know we're their friends. We're cool guys. We're yeah, cool. We're cool. <laughs> right.
2: Give us your story though. Tell us how you, how you died. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Well,
0: I think that uh, I think we've Wraps done it. Wraps it up. Yeah.
2: yeah. Great job. Yeah, really good. Thanks for
0: listening, guys. We'll probably cut this down. <laughs> probably a lot of dead air that we can get rid of. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Dead air. I don't know. <laughs> oh, spooky! Yeah. That should be the name of our podcast. Oh. Dead air. Because then when people are like, oh, there are a lot of moments where you guys just both sit around trying to come up with jokes that end up not being funny. Look,
2: we're trying to EVP it. And then we could so. just say, like, well, mm-hmm. it's
0: called dead air, so. Fuck you. I mean, you knew what you were getting. Um, Should have, We'll be back stupid. sometime.
2: I figure my point with the vacation story is I could let you know okay. when I get back. Great.
0: Uh, yeah. And, yeah, we'll be back. We'll probably do a movie or something, maybe mm-hmm. a sp- spooky ghost movie. Or maybe another Scottish movie. If you guys have any suggestions, you know mm. where to find us. You can send it to ghosts at castlingus.pod. nope, castlingus.com. <laughs> <laughs> or just info at castlingus.com. Or since there's only four or five of you, just send it to our email. I mean, I'm pretty sure you have know our us. personal yeah. email. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, all you random fans that we don't know, we're not gonna we're not gonna put our personal stuff out there. Mm-mm. You can uh, you can get us through castlingus.com. That's right. Yeah, have a great time, guys. Hope you enjoyed this spooky podcast. Tell all your friends and give us all of your money. Yeah. It's my final plea.
2: (laughs) All of it. Every cent. Put us in your legacy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: We are
0: Graceland Cemetery. What's up, Lindsay? Hey, hey, hey. So we're walking over to the, the ghost of Inez. What's her face? Inez Clark. Inez face Clark.
2: Face Ooh. <laughs> that is some spooky.
0: I do not like this, and I, I won't be a part of it anymore. <laughs> wow. Ooh. Hey, Inez. How's it going? Please don't haunt me forever. I'm just gonna take your picture.
2: Sorry you about the lightning.
0: It's a pretty fucking cool way to die though, like, just FYI. It's pretty baller. Like, when you think about it. Is there a better way to go, really? Probably, like, easier. Yeah, that's true. At the same time, you never had to know, like, old age, which is probably a blessing. True. Very true. Just trying to stay positive. <laughs> so that you don't haunt me forever. You can go check out the uh, above-ground mausoleum of DJ yeah, Powers. DJ Power. See if there's a foam party going on in there. <laughs> oh, DJ Powers in the house, like the crib. <laughs> All right, we'll be back if we don't get captured by skeleton hands reaching up from the ground from the grave of Inez Clark. And if we do, you'll never know, because we won't be back. That's it.